Now, NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio with Lee Whitting. Whether you're listening on TalkZone, by podcast, through the archives of our ad-free shows on our YouTube channel, or connected through the incredible content of our Facebook page. Jesus has a lovely parable about NDEs and other such spiritual seeds, as it appears in Matthew chapter 13. You've probably heard this parable of the sower and the seeds before, but you may not realize that spiritual seeds are falling around us all the time. Some are big seeds, such that contain visions as powerful as NDEs, Others come as small but surprising clues from the mouths of very young children, which is what the show today is all about. More about that in a moment, but first, please listen to what Jesus had to say about seeds in the parable of the sower. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along uh, the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow, but when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, Because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Through hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You'll be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For the people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are you, and blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears because they hear. For truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen, then, to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy, but since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. 
The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Well, NDE Radio is intended to be a sower of spiritual seeds. And from time to time, the comments we receive give clues that the soil out there is both fertile and receptive. Today's show is evidence that is true. Back in April 18th, uh, 2022, I ran a show titled uh, Kids Hints of Past Lives. It was based on comments that resulted from one seed planted on Twitter, which I described as a clever Twitter question. And it was, what's the eeriest thing a child has ever said to you? That question produced hundreds of responses, and I read some of the first several dozen from that thread. In my intro to the show, I mentioned my hope that our listeners would provide even more such comments on our YouTube channel. And lo and behold, the result is today's Kids Hints number two. If you enjoy this show and have a comment of your own to add, please leave it where the show appears on our YouTube channel. And be sure to check out our Kids Hints show of April 18th, 2022 on our YouTube channel. That's how seeds in fertile soil never stop multiplying. Now, here are many of the comments and replies as they appeared. I overheard a conversation with my daughter, my daughter Ashley was having with her best friend, Rachel, one day. They were both about five or six years old. Ashley asked Rachel something, and Rachel was confused. She cocked her head at Ashley, and she said, Are you referring to this life or the last? I will also add that Ashley and Rachel met when they were just two years old. If you know two-year-olds, they don't generally do well playing together at that age, and yet Ashley and Rachel met in a crowded area, spotted each other, and ran into each other's arms, saying they were so glad to see each other again. These girls are in their 40s now and still best friends. Someone responded to that. This is beautiful. I'm sick and wondering about such things these days. Blessings to you all. Another wrote, this episode was so fascinating. Please do more on this subject. I am one of the few adults who have had a spontaneous and very detailed past life memory, which changed my whole spiritual belief system. And although I never had another similar one, I've had a few flashes of others' lives. It's a relief to see the subject become more accepted in society and more common. Here's another comment. My two granddaughters and I were swimming and just having fun, and my youngest granddaughter said to her sister, Mommy was my baby last time. I knew immediately it was true, LOL. And another. When I was about eight months pregnant, my two-year-old daughter kept looking up to the corner of the room. She suddenly smiled and waved, bye, baby. I asked her why she said that, and she said, don't worry, he'll come back. I gave birth to a baby boy a few weeks later, and we didn't know the gender until then. When that little boy was four years old, he had two 
atypical febrile seizures and was hospitalized for a few days. I was at his side when he woke up and was lucid for the first time. He looked up at me and with his first words since his illness, he said, Mommy, daddy's daddy is a good guy. My husband's father had passed away seven years earlier. And another. I had a miscarriage at 13 weeks just after we had announced the pregnancy when my son was about six years old. He came to me and told me that the baby was in the flower place. I asked him, where is the flower place? He said in these exact words, it's where they go to listen to his word. I was taken back by the way he said his word. It was very comforting to hear this, and he said it very matter-of-fact, just as he was playing. And another. My daughter came to me through adoption after 13 years of infertility. When she was about five, I told her, all the angels in heaven rejoiced the day you were born. And she responded, I know, I heard them. And someone commented to that, I'm so glad you found each other. Here's another. When my now grown-up daughter was around three or four years old, I was flicking through radio stations and stumbled across a classical music station. I just stopped briefly to listen to it. It was waltz-type music. My daughter, who, was, who sat playing with her toys, said, When I was a big lady before, I danced to this music. I asked, did you, dar darling? My daughter said, yes, I had a long dress and my hair was up on my head, gesticulating that her hair was up in a do. I danced around and around before when I was a big lady. She never, ever came out with anything else, but it was as if the music had triggered a memory. I have always believed we've all been reincarnated several times. And another. I have witnessed lots of kids telling stories about others' other lives. I worked in a small school and nannied. One of my students told me at night he goes to other planets. He just zooms in and he's there. One funny planet, the people eat purple spaghetti. My niece, four or so at the time, was sitting in the back of my car as we drove past some teenagers playing basketball. She said, when I was a boy, I played basketball too. When my daughter was two and three, uh, she told me often that she used to be the mom and I was the baby. She would say things like, do you remember when I pushed you out? Or remember when I was the mom and I would clean your face? When you were the baby and I was the mom, I would hold you and kiss your head. Uh, my daughter and I have the same large triangular birthmark on our lower backs. Here, hers has just turned 90 degrees more. I feel we've had many lifetimes together. The little girl I nannied was terrified of the people. She would refuse to go in some rooms by herself and cry and say the people were in there. Once she ran out of the bathroom and said she wasn't going back in, I went in after her and felt a creepy, scary feeling and had chills as I ran out too. And there was some advice to go with that one from another listener. Empower her by showing her that love is the most powerful force in all the universe. Use love like a rainbow wand of light. Teach her how all darkness must flee light. 
Here's another. I walked up to my three-year-old son who was drawing pictures on a paper. The drawings were simple circles with faces. I inquired to, with him uh, as to what he was doing, and he replied that I got a new brain. My wife heard his reply, too, and, and to this day we re remember the occasion. And another, when I was three or four, I remember jumping on my bed one night. Then I jumped up high, turned sideways in the air, landed with my head on the pillow, and instantaneously went to sleep. I tried to reproduce this fun way of going to sleep many times after that night and was disappointed and confused as to why it wouldn't work again. As the years passed, I told myself it must have been a dream, but I've never forgotten the disappointment. Now I'm 48 years old and I still think about it. I think I must have been out of my body. Another. My five-year-old son alluded to many times over the past two or so years that mommy and daddy will become kids again. I always thought that odd and wondered if it was just a thing kids say or if he's semi-remembering reincarnation or something. Another, my granddaughter asked her mother, Mom, do you know why you can see those dust things in the light? Uh, Mom said, because uh, they're reflecting light. Granddaughter answered, no, Mom, it's part of the show. All of us on Earth, we're just characters in a show, and the aliens are watching us. Someone comments, there's a lot of stories from kids about remembering a past life, just more proof we are not just the body. Consciousness is an infinite web of experience. We are that web. Another. My 26-year-old daughter, when she was right around one, just learning to talk, saw a picture of Marilyn Monroe on the History Channel and pointed and exclaimed, Marilyn Monroe! My husband and myself both heard it. She spoke early, but that was so weird because it's not simple words to form. I'm sure she wasn't even quite one. About three years later, we were in the car and she said, know what I think, Mommy? I think God recycles our souls. I was a complete atheist at the time and never talked to my kid, kids about God or souls. And another. Some of the strongest evidence ever brought forth on the reality of past lives not involving hypnosis or birthmark scars and photographic evidence. A Civil War reincarnation plus a great story of a young boy, 9-11, and the reincarnation of a New York City firefighter who perished in one of the Twin Towers. A full story was told by the boy's mother on a popular reincarnation form started in uh, 2007 up to the present day. The book is titled Fire in the Soul, Reincarnation from Antietam to Ground Zero. And I guess the, the listener is recommending it. And another. Old thread, but I had to share. When I was four years old, we were visiting Sturbridge Village in Massachusetts. And while we were in a hotel, my mother said I woke them up laughing at someone in the corner at four in the morning. My mother later shared the town, uh, that the town where we were staying was supposedly built on an Indian burial ground. 
And then one listener tried to go back to the original uh, post on Twitter, but couldn't find it anymore. I guess it's been deleted. So these fortunately have been saved. And another, I overheard a young boy of about six ask a man they had just met, what planet are you from? Sadly, the mom laughed and said, you mean which country? Another, when we were very young, my younger brother, aged four to five, used to tell me that our parents weren't his parents, that his parents came from space or were aliens. I don't remember his exact words. I knew he meant it, but being the bossy older sister, I told him, don't be stupid. Of course there are parents. And he stopped saying it. Only years later, when I had my own spontaneous past life downloads, OBEs, and other experiences, and started doing research into others' anomalous experiences, including NDEs and alien visitations, in order to understand my own, did I understand that he knew what he was saying? When I then asked him what he remembered 50 years later, he recalled nothing. It was gone. It's a lesson to not ignore what your children say to you when they are still too young to have this facility shut down. Now, here went a little back and forth that I'll read some of. Past life memories in young children and the most universal phenomena of them vanishing later is both an indication of their veracity and that they are less than critically important to the experience of the current lifetime. Both together also indicate that our current earthly identity is a partial formation of a larger self put forth for a specific and temporary type and a and scope of experience. Nevertheless, the esoteric knowledge of these things may be useful at times, if for nothing else than as a subjective orienting beacon when our earthly impulse is to take certain specific directions. I believe humanity will eventually reach a stage where this knowledge will become more than subjective, that is, universally apparent, but only when it no longer conflicts with a particular type of earthly experience that would only find it distracting and disorienting. And someone responded, yes, I agree. However, I believe their import may be greater for at least some memories. The childhood ones may be transient and perhaps not particularly significant for the individual, if not recalled later. It's like gill slits and tails that human embryos display temporarily because of where our genes have come from. Our childhood past memories, past life memories may be a similar temporary hangover we usually grow out of. Though for older children and adults to hear these reports, it helps to keep the mind open to further insights, purposeful in that regard. In my case, the memories downloaded to me as an adult clarified my understanding of the very difficult relationship with my ex-husband, why he was the way he was, and led to far deeper levels of forgiveness and understanding that are the point of incarnation and karmic resolution, so very significant indeed. I don't doubt this was orchestrated for my benefit at that time. The books and accounts of parents whose children reported such memories, including alien memories, have opened the minds of many people and demonstrated that it's not an outlandish phenomenon. It has reason and purpose. So for the individual, maybe not critical, but for human societal development, it's quite important. 
so long as it's made public and examined from many sides. Part of my vision at that time was of a flowing stream of soul lives, difficult to put into words. But I knew that if I focused on any one spot, lifetimes would open up to me in their fullness, an amount of information impossible to hold in human form, it would have fried my brain, literally. So yes, we cannot hold that much information and still have a useful functioning incarnation. We are a very step-down version of our larger selves, also for very good reasons, or the veil wouldn't be so hard to penetrate, given how close it actually is. Thank you for this discussion. And the response, thank you. Of course, the phenomena is not limited to in either scope nor purpose to fading childhood memories. That's just one manifestation of a larger reality of which we are all a part. As I said, even that particular manifestation has its purpose in at least indicating the veracity of a larger reality. In spite of its non-critical role later in life, it actually gains importance and significance as society becomes more willing and able to pay attention and to take the reports seriously and to share them without fear of universal scorn, dismissal, or hostility. This latter wider acceptance, which may range from ready acceptance agnostic tolerance or dismissal without overt hostility, whichever means the lines of communication at least remain open, which means they they can be then used for sharing some of the more orienting and incarnationally significant manifestations of the same phenomena, which generally occurs later in life, such as your own, which of course adds to this knowledge gradually moving from esoteric and subjective to universal and apparent, when humanity is ready. And then the listener added, this is speculation on my part, but something just occurred to me while rereading my last post, particularly this last part, adds to this knowledge gradually moving from esoteric and subjective to universal and apparent. As that occurs, a significant sign, if you will, that humanity is taking a decisive turn in that direction may be that these early childhood memories do not fade away so quickly, early, or completely, as they do now. They will still undoubtedly be attenuated to the degree necessary to not interfere with the current life. But from the present point of view, and that of society at the time, it will be a significant enhancement for the benefit of society rather than a restriction. Attenuation of full recall will still be necessary for the individual and through them for society to function as intended. But it will be less restrictive, less abrupt, and less anomalous, in other words, more universal a phenomenon than it is considered now. And another report. My oldest son at three years old came into my room and told me all about how before he was born, Heavenly Father showed him when Christ died on the cross. After he said all this, he ran off to play. I followed him and asked him questions about what he had just told me, and he had no idea what I was talking about. Seems the veil had lifted for a bit. My middle son always used to say, I want to go home. The problem was we were at our home. I would say that he was at home, and he would say, not this home. I want to go home. 
And another commented, my son used to tell me he was from a different planet called Bat Planet. <laughs> and another comment, all information is contained in every dot of energy. We only need to turn the tumblers into position, a.k.a. tune into the channel we want to watch. And a final remark, what lessons we agree upon before our arrival here. Well, all those seeds came from listeners who commented on the show from April 18th, 2022. If you enjoyed this, I recommend you listen to Kids Hints Number 1, which you can find by date, April 18th, 2022. April 18th, 2022. Uh, you can find it by date on our YouTube channel. Now, I want to end with a note of wisdom from PMH Atwater from our interview with her of December 2nd, 2019. PMH is a well-known NDE researcher who has encouraged children to recall their pre-birth memories. PMH has been on the program many times. This comment comes from our show with her from December 2nd, 2019, which I would recommend to you if you haven't already caught it. I start this with a question. In the Hindu tradition, there's a strong belief in reincarnation, and yet in India, parents actually discourage their children from remembering details from their past lives. Why do you suppose they discourage what you're trying to accomplish? Off the top of my head, I would say that sometimes remembering past lives can interfere with your growth in this life. Mm. Um. I, I, I know when I was a kid, <laughs> I could remember that my mother was once my daughter back in France. Uh -huh. And therefore, I, I would not, um, I would not accept, um, any, uh, um, rules from her. I would not accept orders from her. Um, I, I felt like, how dare she tell me what to do? Because <laughs> she's my daughter. <laughs> and <laughs> that caused a lot of, of, of problems between us. Um, 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 certainly, the, there were other factors involved as well, but that was the main one. I mm. just could not accept my mother as a mother because I was the mother. She was the daughter. I clearly remembered that, and I... Mm. I um, you know, there, there, was, <laughs> there was a lot of problems between us because of that. We tend to be adult-brained in the womb, and, and there have even been accounts of the soul pre-visiting the mom-to-be, even before conception, oh, yeah. uh, saying, I'm going to be your child, and they come with a, with a, a mature intelligence. So how does what happens between the womb and the birth where suddenly the that adult, capacity brain becomes a child's brain well just look at myself um and and what i've already said if you know you're something else how do you accept mom and dad how do you accept brother and sister you know think about that it, it, it's not a matter of having an adult brain forget that it's a matter of of having a different way of seeing things. 
a different way of thinking. And a different uh, role that you're playing because now you're a child and you have to play that role. Well, it's not a matter of being half. You you have to play, pay it. it. It's a matter, a matter of you're being forced to play that. Mm, right. And and so, you know, we're we're looking at this very very differently. You and I are trying to look at it through adult eyes, and it, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. We we've we've got to look at it. Um, this is going to sound obtuse, but I'm going to say it anyway. We've got to look at it through the soul. It's not a child's mind. It's not an adult's mind. It's the soul. Well, my thanks to PMH and to our seed sowers for their comments. Uh, look for PMH Atwater's books on Amazon.com. And thanks for listening. If you'd like to hear this show again or any of our more than 500 archived ad-free NDE interviews, go to TalkZone's NDE radio site and hit the Past Shows button, or go to our YouTube channel, NDE Radio with Lee Whitting, where you can subscribe to and comment on the complete NDE radio library. Be sure to check out our NDE Radio Facebook page. Just search NDE Radio with Lee Whitting on your Facebook app. And listen again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern at TalkZone for more NDE Radio. I'm your host, Lee Whitting, saying once again, thanks for listening.